Hello. Welcome to Two Part Tales. We bring you new, original stories split into two parts. This week's story is Bright as a Feather, Part 2, written by C.J. Claypool, narrated by Alicia Claypool. When Claudia finds a mysterious feather that finally lets her cast magic like everyone else in town, a new world of possibilities opens up before her. But when that feather goes missing after a run-in with the Larson brothers, Claudia realizes that there's a lot more at stake than she could have ever dreamed. I need to think like those jerks, Claudia said as she marched away from her house on the hunt for the Larson brothers. I need to find them before they figure out what that feather can do. Claudia's mind raced along with her feet. She wasn't even sure what all her feather could do. But if those bullies somehow managed to tap into it, Claudia ran even faster. It didn't take long before she found her first clue. The town's baker was standing outside of his shop, wringing his tall white hat in his hands. And stay out, he shouted farther down the road. Your parents will hear about this. Claudia slowed down and peeked inside the bakery windows. Every cake and cookie, every loaf of bread, everything inside his shop had been turned to stone. Claudia took a guess. Did the Larson triplets just do this? She asked. The baker turned around. Of course they did. Who else would do such a thing? Two of them tried all of my samples for the day, while the tall one walked around my entire store, twirling a feather between his fingers. The baker tried to straighten all the wrinkles out of his hat as he regained his temper. I knew they were no good, but the way that Talwin smiled when he walked up and down my aisles, I knew something was up. He looked back into his shop, but I never would have guessed they'd ruin my entire stock. Claudia couldn't help feel guilty. If she'd taken better care of the feather, if she hadn't been lost in a daydream while she was walking, if she'd only watched where she was going and crossed the street instead of running blindly into the Larsons, none of this would have happened. I'm sorry. I wish I could help. I mean, I plan to, but I need to find those boys, Claudia said. I'll make sure they get what's coming to them. The baker scoffed. No offense, Claudia, but what could you do to those boys? Lecture them on spell theory? Give them a pop quiz? He shook his head. Everyone knows you're very bright, but we also know that spellcasting... Well, it isn't your thing, dear. He took two steps back into his bakery. I need to get started if I'm ever going to get this cleaned up. Be careful, Claudia. His words stung, but Claudia knew that was because they were all true. Or they were until yesterday. Can I have one of those? Claudia asked, pointing to a hardened rock that resembled a small loaf of bread. The baker shrugged and handed it over. I think I have a plan, she said, taking the rock and turning to leave. She didn't hear anything else the baker said as she was leaving. The only other thing on her mind was following the Larson's trail, putting a stop to their fun, and getting back her feather. Claudia followed a trail of similar incidents throughout the town. Rows of decorative plants were encased in ice. A toy store seemed to have a small whirlwind problem inside, and more worrisome, water was rushing out of the bank's upper windows, but not the lower floors. They're getting bolder, Claudia thought. I need to find them now. Just then, she heard a loud bang, followed by a rumbling sound. A second later, the ground under her feet began to quake. The school, she said, turning to run in the direction of the chaos. People were scrambling, 
gathering what they could carry, and running the opposite way. Magic was common here. Everyone could cast a spell or two to help them make a living, but it had never been used like this. Larsons! Claudia yelled as she neared the school's entrance. The town's oldest building was cracked and broken. Parts of it had fallen into piles of rubble. She still didn't have much of a plan, but Claudia knew this was her fault and she felt responsible for everything the boys had done. Anything else they would do. I know it's you, she shouted, still running around the building in hopes of finding them. All three boys scrambled out the school's back door as Claudia rounded the corner, their eyes wide, almost panicked. She saw her feather sticking out the back pocket of the tallest Larson brother. Stop, she yelled. You don't know what you're dealing with. The boys turned and sneered. They walked a safe distance away from the damaged building and readied their wands before engaging Claudia. The shortest brother said, Like you do. You can't do magic at all. The one in green added, We're just having some fun with our new toy. Isn't that right? He jerked his head in the direction of the tallest one. Claudia watched as he reached behind his back and pulled out the feather. Her feather. He pointed his wand at it. Lipta, he whispered. The feather floated in midair. He gestured with his wand and sent it hovering out an arm's length in front of him. What is this? he asked. And where did someone like you get it? Claudia swallowed hard. She didn't have a good answer for either of those questions. Her hands tightened into fists, one clenching down on the rock-hard loaf of bread. It's mine, was her reply. It was the best answer she could think of. Give it back so I can fix everything you've done today. The tallest brother grinned. I could do that, he said. The other two shot him confused glances. Claudia took a step forward, putting her within arm's reach of the feather. But, he continued, I'd hate to see all of our hard work go to waste. Right, guys? His brothers nodded with a snarl. Here's the thing. This feather ties us to all of the mess in town, right? There's no way we could have done that on our own. So, I need to get rid of it. Claudia tilted her head, trying to figure out where the conversation was going. She didn't know for sure, but something felt wrong. The tall boy continued, However, I can't give it back to you, because then you could use it to rat us out. The green shirt interrupted, And fix the town. And that, the taller one agreed. Since we can't have it, and we don't want you to have it either. I think there's only one thing left to do. He raised an eyebrow and gave his brothers a wicked sideways glance. Claudia's body went cold. Her muscles froze. She wasn't actually frozen in place yet, though that wasn't outside the realm of possibility. But she didn't like where this was heading. All three boys aimed their wands at the feather. The oldest started counting. One... Two, Bronyan! Three jets of fire burst from their wands. Claudia reacted without thinking. She yelled the first two words that came to her mind, one of which she'd never even heard before. Machiastan! She grabbed the feather. Fire engulfed her hand as she took hold of what was hers. She clenched her other fist around the stone bread she carried. The heat was intense, but neither her hand nor the feather burned. Claudia felt the familiar rush that came with holding the feather. The boys were shocked at her move, but continued focusing their spells. 
Claudia locked eyes with the tallest one. Her hand glowed red, matching her hair, and she felt a smile grow across her face. She gripped the rock tightly and flicked her wrist that was consumed in fire. Claudia took a breath and shouted, Ventus! She felt the fire change as it began to harden. She pulled back her hand as the spell took full effect. What was once fire quickly became stone. The flaming jets that erupted from the Larson boy's wand turned dark as heavy gusts of wind blew the rocky fire back at them, turning their wands into handfuls of useless pebbles. But it didn't end there. Claudia's excited face fell as she watched the spell creep up the boy's hands and arms, turning them into stone as well. "'What are you doing?' the shortest brother screamed. "'Make it stop!' A new voice emerged from the school doors. "'Trigon Dogma!' It bellowed across the schoolyard. In an instant, Claudia and the Larson boys all slumped to the ground, fast asleep. It took Claudia nearly a full minute to realize where she was. She blinked the crusted sleep out of her eyes and looked around. She was back in her bedroom, tucked neatly under the covers. Mom? she called out, rolling over to look toward the bedroom door. And was that toast she smelled? Claudia heard two voices in the hall stop mid-sentence. Her mother came running to her side, throwing her arms around her daughter. You're finally awake! There's so much I need to tell you! Or, we need to tell you. Her mother stood up and turned to introduce their guest. This is Professor Donner, from the Arca. A dark-haired woman, nearly ten years older than Claudia's mother, bowed slightly and smiled. She's the one who brought you home after all the chaos earlier this week. Claudia sat up. Wait, what? She interrupted without even introducing herself. Earlier this week? How long have I been asleep? Professor Donner's voice was calm and smooth as silk. Two days. Your body and the Larson boys needed the rest. Claudia reeled back, letting her back slump against the wall. Are they okay? What about the school? The town? Her mind raced at how much damage one feather had caused. She took a quick inventory of her bedroom and noticed that the frozen, fiery tornado was gone, too. Then it hit her. The test! I missed it, didn't I? she asked. Professor Donner turned to Claudia's mother. I think she's probably hungry, don't you? Would you mind if I filled her in while you bring some more of that delicious toast? Of course, her mother replied. She kissed Claudia on the forehead before leaving. I'm glad you're safe, honey. Oh, would you like some honey on your toast? You used to love that. Sure, Mom. Claudia cleared her throat. Thanks, and I'm sorry for everything. It's okay. It's all going to be okay. Her mom answered with a smile and left the room. Professor Donner moved a small stool next to Claudia's bed and took a seat. No, you didn't miss the test, she started. We canceled it. The five of us decided that your town needed our assistance in other ways. Don't you agree? Claudia nodded. I guess so. Are the Larsons okay? I didn't mean to... I, I didn't know that would happen. The professor nodded. They're recovering nicely, and I don't think they'll be starting any more trouble in the future. As for your feather... Her voice trailed off as she reached into a hidden pocket in her robes. She pulled out the slender, darkened object and held it out for Claudia to take. I'm afraid it didn't fare so well. Claudia took hold of the feather. It was heavy. I did this? she asked. 
she hardly had noticed the light shade of red that still covered her hand. It would seem so, the professor answered. It takes a great deal of magic to transform a pegasus feather. They're quite powerful items on their own, as you found out. But to turn a feather to stone, that took magic and imagination. Claudia didn't know what to think. She didn't mean to do it. She remembered holding the rock that the baker gave her, and then reaching out to take the feather when the Larsons cast fire on it. Claudia swallowed. But Professor, I didn't even know there was a spell to create stone. She glanced at the stack of flashcards on her desk. How can I cast spells if I don't know them? Professor Donner's face beamed. How indeed. She took the feather back and blew on it, making it hang in midair. She held her hand up to it and slowly pinched her thumb and her index finger. Claudia watched speechlessly as the stone feather shrank down until it was no bigger than her pinky finger. There, the professor said. That should do nicely. She tucked the feather into Claudia's short, messy hair, fixing it in place. Claudia moved her head gently, expecting it to fall into her lap, but the feather stayed in place like a hair clip she'd used to keep loose strands from getting in her face. Claudia's mom came back in, carrying a tray with stacked toast, a small jar of honey, and a tall glass of water. Did you tell her yet? She asked. I was just getting to that, the professor answered. Claudia, there was no written test this year, no exams, no spellcasting demonstration for the ARCA judges. But you managed to catch our attention all the same. Claudia leaned forward, listening closely to Professor Donner's next words. We would like to formally invite you to join us in the fall, at no cost to you or your mother. The Arcus Halls are filled with students who have your book smarts, but we need more thinkers, more students like you, who can reach beyond the books. You're the future of magic, Claudia. What do you say? Claudia's face radiated with emotion. Small pools welled up in her eyes, and her smile showed nearly every one of her teeth. She looked at her mother, who was wiping at her own eyes, nodding. Yes! Claudia shouted. Of course! She looked at the tray of food and said, But I need to make sure things are back to normal here, first. I told the baker that I'd help him fix the mess that the Larsons made. And the bank? The school? Professor Donner poured a small line of honey on her toast. Done, she said, taking a bite. He's been sending a fresh loaf of bread to your house every morning since. She swallowed. And I have to say that it's delicious. Claudia's hunger took over. She reached for her own piece. While she ate it, trying to digest everything she learned in the past few minutes, Professor Donner said, All that you need to worry about is getting things ready to come to the Arca. Oh, she reached a hand back into her pocket. And this. I want to know more about the girl who can freeze fire. I expect a full biography, no fewer than 15 pages, on my desk the first day of class. She handed Claudia a silver bracelet with a little bottle dangling on it like a charm. Claudia had to squint her eyes to see the small tornado that spun inside the bottle. Tiny shards of frost flew off it as it spun, only to be sucked back into the microscopic firestorm. She slid the bracelet on, now only noticing the red hue of her skin. Claudia smiled. It won't be late, she said. She took another bite of toast. That night, Claudia was understandably not eager to get back into bed. She felt the stone feather in her hair with her left hand as her right scribbled furiously in her journal. 
She filled page after page with questions and lists, but one kept repeating, Where did the feather come from? She underlined it, then circled it, again and again until the words around it were hard to read under the heavy lines. Claudia took a steadying breath and turned to the last page of her journal, labeled The Arca. She crossed out a number that was written there and carefully wrote the number 50. 50 more days, she said aloud, and then I'll start finding my answers. She flipped back to the front pages of the book and found her place on the checklist. Practice flute, 30 minutes, was the next line on the to-do list. Claudia smiled and pulled her flute out of the desk drawer. Time for a little exercise, she said, sitting up straight and fixing her posture before she began tuning. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast to have new episodes delivered straight to your phone, computer, or tablet. You can also go to twoparttales.com to find links to our YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Until next time, take care.